Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our wonderful friends at Superbook Sports. Baseball season is upon us. Get in on all the action with the MLB and the postseason and the NBA and the NHL right around the corner with the best odds boosts and promo bets out there. Superbook.com is where you go. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the Intel Edge you need to succeed, can be found at GaryAshton.com. Well, they will make sure you have the best real estate investments. Sell your home for more with Gary Ashton and his team. And TrueMath Fitness, boating season, beach season right around the corner. TrueMath Fitness wants the best version of you ahead of this summer with a new way to work out. Try their great classes for the first time free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, go sign up for those free classes and check out their membership options at TrueMathFitness.com. So, uh, Jeff Simmons signed a four-year extension worth $94 million, an average annual value of 23 and a half on Friday afternoon, probably about two o'clock, end of maybe like 1.50, I think, is when he got on Twitter, kind of teasing you guys a little bit, right? He comes out there and says, you know, Titans fans or Titans Nation, I could probably read directly from the tweet if, tweet if I wanted to be uh, super, uh, super specific, Titans Nation. He said, thank you for the last four years. I'm so grateful for you guys. And that's one tweet. So grateful for you guys, dot, dot, dot. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, I, I can't count how many of you guys sent me that tweet and said, what does this mean? What are the, did they not do it? Oh my God, the Titans went cheap again. The Titans blew it. The Titans, AJ Brown, another superstar. How could they possibly do this? And Jeff let that sit out there for about five minutes before he tweeted a follow-up. And remember that Jeff has not been on Twitter or Instagram, I think any social media, since the contract negotiations began in earnest. Uh, and he says, but we're not done yet, damn it. LFG, we have so much work to do. So the terms of the deal were reported by uh, my colleague, Teron Davenport, over at ESPN. Four years, 94, 66 guaranteed for the big fella, and it keeps Jeff Simmons under contract in the prime of his career, right? Um, he doesn't reach top of market because Aaron Donald is sitting there at 30 mil average annual value, and Jeff is not Aaron Donald, right? He doesn't have the resume. Um, he's not the player that Aaron Donald is. Aaron Donald is at a different stage of his career, but Jeff at this point is a very, very high-level player. He is um, just as good as Chris Jones. I think he's just as good as Deron Payne. I think Quinnen Williams probably a little better uh, than Jeff, but they're probably 1A and 1B, however you want to stack them. Jeff Simmons is a very, very high-level talent, and in this new kind of version of what the Titans are going to look like, Jeff is still that grounding, foundational piece, that core piece that you know you're going to be able to build talent around. So they keep Jeff in place in the middle of that defense, and they solidify uh, they solidify their defensive front, though they will still need to replace an edge rusher given that they released Bud Dupree this offseason. Misguided Perception says, Quinn and Williams better? Nah, bro. I mean, listen, I think you could go back and forth on them. I think they're like, and I, this, I'm not interested in getting into a debate specifically about this. Like, I just think it's, you know, it depends on personal preference. And I have watched Quinn and Williams plenty. I've watched uh, DeForest Buckner, guys like that. Like Jeff is closer to those dudes, obviously. Like it's it's not any kind of crazy hot take for me to say, 
that Jeff Simmons is closer to the other players at the top of his position than probably the best and the greatest interior defensive lineman we've ever seen. Like Aaron Donald is is in a tier unto himself, and then you can get down to Jeff and Quinn and Williams and Buckner and guys like that, and I don't think that's any kind of like a – that's not disrespectful. It still means that he's top two or three at his position. Um, but if you guys want to be dramatic, you can be dramatic about it. I think that Jeff, um, on this deal, it accomplishes a couple of things, but it does shake off one narrative that consistently I've heard from you guys, not a majority of you, but enough of you to where obviously I pay attention. Um, and this is something that I think has been a discussion point around this franchise for many, many years. The idea that the Titans are a cheap franchise. So I want to kind of work through Jeff's contract from that prism about the organization. Well, we're going to talk about OBJ. We're going to save the Levis stuff for tomorrow. Uh, for those of you who saw the reporting um, around Will Levis, he's going to be in Nashville tomorrow for a top 30 visit. We'll talk quarterbacks tomorrow then, because I do think that's honestly the bigger story um, than even Jeff getting this extension. But it's a huge deal, and it accomplishes a couple of different things. Uh, Sam Cardina says they're no, they are, no doubt. I assume he's saying they are, even though he abbreviated they are. Uh, they are, no doubt. But I assume he's Sam, you're saying they are, no doubt, a cheap organization. So let's talk, because G, GK, right away, paying him does not mean that they are not cheap. Jesus, come on, Buck. Okay, let's talk about this. Because I, I was curious to see, all right, is this an earned reputation or is this something that's from a generation past? We'll get into this. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. So I would like you to tell me fact or fiction. The Titans are a quote-unquote cheap organization. We'll discuss at length together through the context of Jeff, right after I remind you that the Two Rivers Ford take is presented by the beautiful people at Two Rivers Ford. Beautiful, custom-made, American-made Ford vehicles. Whether you want to custom order your own the way that I did or get any of their fantastic inventory in stock, so many different vehicles available for you to test drive, to take home, to love at Two Rivers Ford. Their quality of customer service is unmatched. It's literally award-winning and business for 40 years since 1983, and they can't wait for the next 40 years to come. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, fact or fiction, the Titans are a cheap organization. So, Brock Kraft said, uh, sadly, it's closer to a fact than it is to being fiction. Tony Coffey says it's fiction. At this point, Ricky W says, how can you be a cheap organization when you spend to the cap every year? Titans are not cheap. It's poor offensive coaching. So um, I think I think Ricky hits it closer than a lot of people maybe 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 even realize because the A.J. Brown debacle, they botched it, right? They blew it. They didn't think A.J. Brown was worth twenty five million dollars because they don't throw the ball like that in Tennessee. They thought that AJ, you know, even as a top five, I mean, you can make the argument for AJ as a top. I mean, I would probably make the argument for AJ Brown as a top three wide receiver. And I would, ah, four. I'll put, I'll put Tyree Kill in. I'll put Justin Jefferson. Um, I think Stefan Diggs and then AJ Brown. I think those are probably the four wide receivers that I would put at the top of the heap based on last year's like season, right? Um, and I think that's a really, really strong group. Now you can you can put in Jamar Chase, you can swap out guys, however, whatever your personal preference is. But those those are the dudes that come to mind. Um, 
you know, Jamar Chase interchangeable with one of them. I wouldn't be mad about you bumping anybody for Jamar Chase in that spot. But like, those are the dudes that I think about when I think about the best players at that position. So then botching the AJ thing and AJ going on to get a big payday, and especially because it's a wide receiver, when you have such a hard time as a franchise finding wide receiver talent and you let the one go that you thought was going to be, you know, and is, was the game-changing player that you look for. So AJ not getting that deal, I think, brought back a lot of old feelings about a previous version of the Tennessee Titans under a different management structure that was Bud Adams at the top of the heap as, you know, a, a different a different generation of NFL ownership, right? Where Bud would nickel and dime players in ways that I think the fan base rubbed them raw, whether it's Hainsworth, whether it's Derek Mason. Um, I think the, the NFL, obviously the financial situation, the financial health of the league in 2023 is much different than it was when Bud Adams was running the show. But I think that the connotation with Bud, a lot of different, connotations and connections to Bud's tenure as the controlling owner here in Tennessee are still carried over when in reality, that's not, that's not really the case. I took a look at some of the contracts last night that the Titans have given out uh, under Amy Adams Strunk because uh, they do spend a lot of money. Uh, They have spent a lot of money in the last couple of years. Um, And I think when you, uh, and I think when you, when you look at it, you realize that yes, the Titans under Bud Adams were a organization that it would probably be fair to call, whether you want to say it politely and call them frugal, if you want to say it harshly and call them cheap. Um, yes, that was so. But William Young says it correctly. Under Amy Adams Strunk, the Titans have not been a cheap organization. In fact, the level of investment that they have made, both in talent that they seek to retain, guys that they draft, and going out and spending on dudes in free agency and via trade. This has not been a cheap organization. In fact, it's been fairly aggressive. And that, you know, leaves out new facilities. The the redone St. Thomas, I think it's Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park now, but the redone Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park facilities. The new stadium that's coming probably in 2027, 2028 at this point. I think a fair assessment of the Tennessee Titans is that, yeah, under her dad, they're kind of a tight-ass organization. Since then, you've seen a legitimate push to invest and make this thing a competitive organization in ways that have paid dividends in the last couple of years. Last year fell off. We all know this. Um, But I want to kind of take a look at some of the deals that they've handed out, including Jeffrey Simmons, who's not the top of the market, but he's the second highest paid defensive lineman in football, interior defensive lineman. So like Miles Garrett makes more at $25 million a year, but Miles Garrett's not a tackle. So he's right under Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, but he's still a top five defensive player in the league, which is a huge deal. So let's take a look at some of these contracts right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com for your dream address without the stress. They will give you the intel edge you need to succeed. With the Ashton team, they are the best in the business. Nobody does it better. Nobody has more information, more intel on better properties than the Gary Ashton group. You go and you uh, get the intel edge. It helps you sell your home without any showings or staging. Helps you find your next home while you sell your current one in this red hot Nashville real estate market. Helps you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity now. Go to GaryAshton.com for more information for the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators. 
and this streaming show, GaryAshton.com. So, um, fact or fiction, the Titans are a cheap organization. I would say fact for the vast majority of their existence in the last, let's call it, what? when did Amy? Amy took over as controlling owner my first year in Nashville. My first year in Nashville was 2015. So 2015, Amy Adams Strunk, she's coming up on eight years as a controlling owner or will enter her eighth year as a controlling owner um, of this organization after it was super fractured and they couldn't figure things out, right? I think, was it Tommy Smith who preceded um, who preceded Amy Adams Strunk? And obviously, uh, I think it was Tommy. Tommy was a bit of a disaster as the controlling face of ownership uh, filling in for his dad. Now, the AJ situation, it sounds like Amy Adams Strunk approved more money than John Robinson ultimately offered A.J. Brown. That's been the company line from the Titans. Now, you can believe that if you want to. You can be skeptical of that if you want to. I think it's easy to come back after the fact. If you're, you know, the organization, be like, well, we we told John he could go up to 22 million, and ultimately A.J. got 25, so I don't think it necessarily matters, but uh, the company line was basically, yeah, I mean, they were comfortable going up to 22, and probably they could have gone up to 25, but. I think it's I think it's pretty easy for them to come back around after John's been fired and say, yeah, we told him. We told him we'd be down to spend. And he kind of did this thing. Uh, he kind of did this did this deal. But, um, you know, John did screw up the A.J. Brown negotiations royally. MB says, define cheap, Buck. Not paying guys what they are truly worth? No. An organization consistently, and th- that's a good point, MB. Thank you for asking. Um The accusation that a lot of you guys lob at the Titans is that they do not pay, they do not pay up for top talent, right? Is that they are a cheap organization that they neither pay to retain their top talent because they have had some pretty egregious situations in the past, AJ included, um, that they do not pay their own talent and that they do not spend to go go acquire other teams' top talent in free agency. Both of those things, I think, have been disproven. When you look at the deals that the Titans have done, and this is just to keep guys in-house, Jarrell Casey, that was the first year, that was the first season, uh, 2016 was the first season that Amy was the controlling owner. So Jarrell Casey has his second Pro Bowl season, second consecutive Pro Bowl season in 2016. Amy Adams Strunk deals out a four-year, $60.4 million deal for Jarrell. Jarrell made $63.53 million in nine seasons with the Titans. Not a cheap contract. It was top of market at the time, uh, or near the top of the market at the time. Lawan got the richest contract in league history. For an offensive lineman. At the time, it was 80 million over five years with 50 million in guaranteed. That was the summer of 2018 before Mike Vrabel's first year. Again, richest contract in NFL history to keep Taylor Lewan in house. And of course, he ultimately ended getting ended up getting cut in the final year of that contract. Byard. Byard is on, and it's been restructured a couple of times. But Byard got $70.5 million from this team. He signed an extension back in 19. Um, they did ask him to take a pay cut. He's made just under $48 million in total cash. 
in seven seasons here. But again, they gave a top-of-market or near-top-of-market contract out to KB. And then even last offseason, the Harold Landry deal was huge. Five years, $87.5 million. <clears throat> Excuse me, $52.5 million guaranteed. Harold was going to make twenty and a half in the first year of that contract with the way that it was structured. And unfortunately, he tore his ACL. Uh, he tore his ACL. Tana, and we haven't even talked about guys like Tannehill, Henry, um, Bud Dupree's contract was huge. They paid so much money for Bud. Like that's that's the thing. And it's it's an interesting dynamic. Jeff helps them win football games. It's a good business deal to get Jeff done for a variety of different reasons. But in doing the Jeff contract, I think it's just the latest in example because that was, I think, the biggest criticism that I heard from you guys about the Titans. They don't pay up for the top talent. They're not going to pay up for Jeff Simmons. They're going to do the AJ thing again. Cheap, 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 cheap. And I, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have changed their tune. And again, I think the AJ Brown issue compounds a lot of those old feelings from previous deals gone bad or or players that you let walk that went on to have successful careers elsewhere. Uh, it kind of brings back a lot of those old feelings. But I think at this point, you look around and you say, Amy Adam Strunk has shown, particularly in the roster, a willingness to invest. They expanded the coaching staff this year, right? Those are salaries. Those are salaries that Amy Adam Strunk has to pay. Passing game analysts, run game analysts, positions that were created this year that are whole new salaries for a, a staff member to for Mike Vrabel to add. That's money out of Amy Adams' trunk pocket. So it's an investment in the coaching staff. You've seen an investment in the roster, both in-house and going to acquire top talent. And then you've seen the off-the-field investments, which I guess are technically on the field because they're the stadium, they're the facilities, they're the, um, you know, the new weight room, the new uh, – they've got a bunch of new stuff at St. Thomas Sports Park that she has been pouring a lot of their money in. And they've had a lot of success, which allows her to spend more money. But you have to you have to spend to get the dividends that you seek in this league, especially when so many other NFL top ownership groups with Walmart money or Jerry Jones or the very, very top of the billionaire class, right? The richest of the rich people. Um, how much more they're already investing and able to invest into their team. So I was glad to see they got the Jeff deal done. I honestly think that it buys them. Uh, I honestly think that it buys them a lot of grace, right? It, it could have gone both ways. If they'd have botched the Jeff deal, then I think the tide would have turned quicker on Rand Carthon than any other general manager in this franchise's history, right? Think about how pissed you guys would have been if they botched the Jeff deal under a new GM. I think getting Jeff done, making all the obvious moves that they've made, as long as they look competitive this year, I think that's going to buy him a lot of grace that botching that deal had that happened, would have completely removed. I mean, I think I think he would have been under fire immediately before his first season as general manager even begun. And rightfully so, because they need to keep more talented players, and Jeff is probably the most talented player on the roster right now. Okay, let's move on, because uh, wide receivers are still a need. We talked about AJ earlier. AJ, they haven't replaced him, effectively. Not knowing what's going to happen with Traylon Burks in year two, the Ravens, Yesterday, reset on a one-year deal. Reset the wide receiver market or in this cycle. We're going to talk about this together and the question that I would like to ask you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, if you would be so kind as to weigh in. 
uh, on this Monday evening. When you look at the when you look at the Odell Beckham Jr. deal, what's the biggest ripple effect of it? That he signed with Baltimore. It's a one-year deal. It's fifteen million dollars guaranteed. It's worth up to eighteen million dollars. I'm going to give you some insane facts about Odell Beckham Jr. here in just a second. I'm going to tell you why it affects the Titans. Right after you guys tell me what's the biggest ripple effect of OBJ's new deal in Baltimore. And I tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, uh, but I've already done that, so I'm going to tell you about TrueMap Fitness. TrueMap Fitness in the Gulch will get you right, will get you feeling better. I uh, I was talking to somebody today at the, uh, the radio station's golf tournament, and they were very nice. They were very complimentary of how much weight I've been able to lose. I saw a picture of Brett Kern in studio the other day with us uh, from a year ago because he was our master's analyst. And how much fatter my face looks in that picture uh, versus, thank God, my uh, Davis Mills looking neck situation right now. It's been a life-changing difference for me. And I said, I've never felt physically better in my life. I've never slept better. I've never felt, I had better energy. And it's all because TrueMath Fitness has helped me understand how to maximize my fitness with their great workouts. You can do the same. I dropped 52 pounds because I desperately needed to lose some weight, 248 at six foot two, I'm not an NFL linebacker. I'm damn near Aaron Brewer at that point. Can't live that way. True Math Fitness got me right. They can help you do the same. Their workouts are fantastic, whether you're a group uh, class uh, person like I am, whether your personal training is more your speed, or you just want to go work out in their open gym. They've got membership options for every family's budget and needs. Their first workout they offer to you free as a Middle Tennessee resident, when you go to truemathfitness.com and sign up today, go check it out. Um, Okay, so what is the biggest ripple effect of the Odell Beckham Jr. um, contract with Baltimore? I heard a spicy take, says Ricky. OBJ could move, could bring Aaron Rodgers to the Ravens. Oh, if they're not willing to pay... Lamar, I don't think they're going to sign up for Aaron Rodgers at $60 million a year right now. I think that would be uh, I think that would be a brutal situation. Jacob Westerman says, making me feel lazy, Buck, sitting here with a huge plate of Mexican steak and rice and an Oreo McFlurry. Oh, my God. That sounds great. You know what, Jacob? You can eat those. You, just, you know, you go work out. You feel better about it. Uh, balance, baby. It's all about balance. Um, I, think the, uh, I think that the ripple effect in a couple of different ways matters. Because no wide receiver had gotten more than $15 million. Not Juju, not Jacoby Myers. And again, it's a bad wide receiver free agent class. But like OBJ just got $3 million more than the next closest player. Which was Alan Lazard at the top of the market. So Baltimore, which is crazy, paying that kind of money, especially for OBJ, given that Baltimore, Baltimore has paid skill position players before. But they don't do it very often. Mark Andrews got a ton of money. That's because of how much they use Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews basically got their top wide receiver contract, right? It's kind of like Derrick Henry getting a normal team's tight end salary. When they let Johnny walk and kept Derrick, and that ultimately ended up being a good deal for the Titans. But the allocation, the the, the uh, asset allocation in the NFL the Ravens essentially gave their top wide receiver contract to a tight end because they use him like a wide receiver, right? He does a lot more than the typical tight end, not named Kelsey or, I don't know, Kittle does. And even Kittle uh, is has been less durable over the course of the last couple of seasons. 
So now Baltimore, who doesn't pay wide receivers like that hardly ever. I think Anquan Bolden is like the last meaningful wide receiver deal that they signed. And that was 13 years ago. I think we looked up the contract today. It was like a three-year, $30 million deal. So they bring in uh, OBJ for $15 million guaranteed off two ACL tears. He's going into year 10 in the league. OBJ has been around a while. It's been a long time since viral moment against the Cowboys, one hand outstretched, uh, falling backwards into the end zone touchdown reception from Eli Manning. Life is different now. And so for the Ravens to do this, I think makes life harder on a team like the Titans because now looking at the the floor being raised, the ceiling being raised for this cycle of wide receiver contracts, I think it's fair to expect that the floor on a lot of these Demarcus Robinsons, uh, Marcus Johnson, who has played for this team, not didn't play for this team, but has been on this team in years past, Marcus Johnson's of the world. Like you're going to see these, bargain basement wide receivers who are left out here, you're going to see their floor rise because the ceiling's just been raised with Odell Beckham Jr., 15 mil dropped into the middle of the market like this. So even if you're averaging out the top deals, which aren't by comparison to last year where Tyreek and AJ and um, DeAndre, uh, not DeAndre Hopkins, um, Devontae Adams are getting paid um, $25, $30 million a year, right? This is not last year's group. But I do think it brings up the floor for the whole cycle, which is uh, which is tough, which is honestly tough if you're a team bargain hunting like the Titans, and your bargain may end up being NWI on a one-year, I think it's $1.25 million deal that they gave NWI to come back. Um, but I think in a perfect world, you would find a better option than NWI and not guarantee necessarily that NWI makes this roster. In 2023, it's a good option. It's a good fail safe, but they need to improve. And NWI should be the floor. He shouldn't be your second starting wide receiver at this stage. Uh, We already got all the bargain basement wide receivers, Buck, says Percy Sledge. Yeah, I know, bud. That's been your entire existence. I think that's why why, um, the AJ thing still hurts the way that it does. Anyone else simultaneously watching the Preds? I am, as a matter of fact. Well, actually, I've got the Braves on right now, but I've been going back and forth. Um, between the Preds because they've got a huge game tonight against the Calgary Flames on the road in Calgary, as a matter of fact. They desperately need to get this win to keep their postseason chances alive. Okay, so OBJ is going to be interesting. We'll see what happens with the Titans um, if they consider any wide receiver situation. But uh, let's get to this as a free site. The best thing that I saw on the internet This weekend, the question that I will ask you is this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What's the worst thing you can do to someone on the golf course? Let me know in the comment section, and we will talk about it together. What is the worst thing that you can do to somebody on a golf course? Uh, We will get to a video from the Masters that I think articulates this pretty well. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible, Buy the Superbook Sports app, download it today, get the best odds boosts and promo bets, whether it's the Preds tonight or you were betting the Braves against uh, the Cincinnati Reds, whether you were looking at some of the, uh, whether you were looking at some of the NBA games as we get closer and closer to the postseason in professional basketball, Superbook Sports always offers you the best odds boost and promo bets around. The app is efficient. It's easy to use. 
They'll even match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. So download the Superbook Sports app today. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, um, looking, at the, uh, looking at the situation... For the Masters this weekend, John Rahm wins. Brooks Kepka kind of chokes, and Phil Mickelson makes it as compelling television as I've seen in a while as a 52-year-old, you know, Saudi money-soaked uh, live tour golfer in all his live tour team gear, pulling in uh, and trying to push Brooks for a share of second place, a share of runner-up in the Masters. But uh, John Rahm, the Spaniard, ultimately wins it, and he gets up at the podium once he's got his green jacket on, and he. Uh, shares a story about a friend of his who texted him before his final round. For those people who believe in, in jinxing other players, people, and whatever it may be, Thursday morning when I was on my go- on getting on the golf cart to get to this putting green 10 minutes before my tee time, I saw a text from a good friend of mine, and I'm going to name him because he is a Super Bowl winning champion, Zach Ertz. Um, he, he said the text... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase here, but he said that first green looking like a walk in the park or something like that right now. Ten minutes before I four-putted the start of the tournament. <laughs> so, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Don't ever do that again, please. So that's John Rahm. Apparently, it was a group text with Zach Ertz and J.J. Watt, uh, including John Rahm. Um, I... Uh, I want to do, I want to start asking people who's the most famous group, like when we have guests on the radio show, like who's the most famous group text that you're in, just because I'm sure we could get some funny stories about random collections of people that you don't think about, because Zach Ertz, J.J. Watt, I mean, I guess they're both Arizona Cardinals, and I don't know, uh, or were Arizona Cardinals at some point in their professional careers. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how Rom, uh, what Rom's connection to them is. I don't know if he spends time in Arizona during the off season or when he's not uh, on the PGA tour. But um, I'm going to start asking radio show guests, who's the most famous group text uh, that they're in. Cause that's pretty, that's a pretty good one. Zach Ertz, JJ Watt, masters champion, John Rahm. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show radio tomorrow. We're going to talk about the will. Will Levis is in Nashville. We're also going to spend primetime on that too. Will Levis is in Nashville tomorrow for a top 30 visit. And it sends a larger message about what the Tennessee Titans are getting ready to do or telling you that they're getting ready to do in this year's NFL draft. We will uh, discuss tomorrow, so hope you'll hang out with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, And if I don't catch you on radio, then we will see you tomorrow night on the Primetime Show. Are you surprised to hear that? (laughs) Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.